hello again and welcome back to that's my jam theater edition <laughs> in the previous episode we discussed middle school and high school theater mm -hmm. so check that out if you would like to go chronologically with this yeah um it is up right now but this episode is going to be undergrad and graduate i guess yeah not necessarily theater within within the colleges themselves no. but just around that time yeah um more recent theater yeah. experiences and we had a i had a break year between undergrad and graduate where i did some theater with emma yes and then emma was doing theater through undergrad i mean mm -hmm. like while you're in undergrad yeah and i didn't have that many but i did have playwriting stuff happen so that was fun but yes so it's less of us having theater shenanigans together, which was what middle school and high school was. Mm -hmm. And it's more of us doing random theater stuff separately. Um, it's, yeah, especially undergrad. Yeah, the first show of note during undergrad, I think for me, would be The Rivals by Richard Sheridan, I think. Whoa! Pulled that one out of my memory bank. <laughs> um, and I, once again... Kind of like what we talked about in the previous one. That was kind of one of the times where I actually got the part that I wanted. And I did not expect to because I didn't feel like my audition <laughs> went well at all. I was like, ah. But I kind of got the, I don't know, it's not necessarily supporting character. But like we had like the main girl. And yeah. then I was like with her a lot. But I also had like a weird side story. It's like um, Jane Bennett. It's exactly the same yes. kind of thing as that. Which, spoiler alert, Emma played Jane Bennett in a later production. <laughs> That's but... apparently my thing, um, <laughs> is being, like, the secondary person. And so I played Julia, who was, I think, cousins, maybe, of the main character. And mm. it was the first time that I had, since Alice, I think, a significant amount of lines. And I had a really pretty, like, fancy dress. Mm. I don't remember what the time period was, but it was something legit where, like, mm. you know, the costumes were amazing. Yes. And accurate to whatever time period that was. <laughs> and I had a British accent, which I'd never had to do before. And I was really, really nervous about it because our director is amazing with accents. And he would just casually do the one that he <laughs> wanted us to have. And I'm like, Ugh! <laughs> um, and depending, like, we, he tried to be very good about it, too, like, with, like, you know, different characters had different British accents, obviously, but I was one of the ones who had the posh accent, because mm. I was, like, very, like, upper class, like, fancy character. So, arguably, I think that one is probably the easiest, at least for me, is the uppity kind of one, and not anything more, like, cockney, or, because mm. I feel like that gets into more, like... You, uh, you have to worry about, like, the cadence yeah. with, like, Irish accents or those kind that have such a different, like, lilt to them. So I got very lucky with that because I know some of the other people who had, like, quote, lower class accents mm. uh, struggled with that because I do think that's a lot harder. But anyway, I was, like, super nervous about my accent. And I feel like, I don't know if that was true for you when you did the British accent in that show, but, like, I had, mm. I memorized my lines in my head, like, with me saying them with a British accent. Mm. And so I, it was really hard. It would be hard for me to read them without the British accent. Like, mm. it, they came together as one thing, which was interesting. Because then if I looked at them, like, differently, I'd be like, that's 
that's weird. Like, I become a whole different, like, character if I don't sound like this, you know? Yeah. But, um, anyway, yeah. So, and I had, like, uh, this, the scene from Harry Potter with Hermione and the Devil's Snare. Mm, yes. That was, there's a name for that. Like, a word or phrase that you say to, like, in your head, like, get yourself into the accent. Oh, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. And so, I don't feel like doing it now. But, like, <laughs> when she says something about, like, it's Devil's Snare. Oh, yeah. Um, The way she says snare, to me, is very, like, what I think of when I think of a British accent. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the R is just gone. And so, I would say that to myself, like, <laughs> like in, like, quietly to myself backstage before I'd go on stage. I'd be like, this is Devil's Snare. Or, like, it's Devil's Snare. <laughs> I know what this is. It's Devil's Snare. And so, or, like, Devil's Snare doesn't like light or whatever. <laughs> Anyway, that was my phrase, nice. and that's what kind of kept me, because I think another annoying thing about being, I don't know if it's Ameri- like American or just like Californian, is I know for me, I say R instead of our. Oh, so yeah. So like R and R, like it sounds the same. Mm-hmm. Then I, I do R like A-R-E with a British accent, but then my, the other hour would sound the same. So, I, like, they'd still sound the same even with my British accent. <laughs> and so that was always, like, so hard. I had to, like, highlight the hours because I would not. But then I'm like, it sounds like hour, like 60 minutes in an hour. Oh, yeah. Versus, like, our house. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. So anyway, but that was that show. And that was the first time that I had a, like, a romantic sort of, not really, but kind of. I was being courted by somebody oh, in yeah. the show. And, um... It was so sad. That was that was the first time that I really got to, like, yell and be... Because it was a comedy, but it had... It was mostly my my uh, character's part of it was more dramatic and sad. And I don't remember what happened, but something shady went down with, like, the person who was courting me, and I found out. Mm-hmm. And my favorite scene in the show, because I think I had, like, three or four I was in, but I was, like, the scene was me and that other... My scene partner. Mm-hmm. And so we had, like whole scenes to ourselves and it was one where I found out what shady stuff that he was doing or something <laughs> and I was always like the character who gets like walked all over mm-hmm. and like I'm really passive and so I got to like walk that line between like trying not to cry and then getting mad that I'm crying and then by the end of it I had this huge monologue like the longest monologue I've ever had and by the end of it, I'm, like, screaming at him. And he's, like, so shook that, like, I didn't know if she could scream. And yeah. that was kind of true to, like, my real life, too. Like, I never scream at anybody. I don't think I ever have. And so, like, everyone in that show with me was, like, I was, like, such a quiet person. Like, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I remember I was, like, the first one to get off book, too. And so I was just, like, going at him, like, without my script. And the director was, like, oh, my God. <laughs> So that was really fun because I never gotten to like be so mad mm. and like so upset on stage before. And it's like, it's another thing where it's just like, it's just this weird, like it transports you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I feel, I felt so like separated from myself because I was like so into it and like emo and like <laughs> angry and having a British accent while like screaming is really fun. <laughs> and so that was that. So that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also had a wig that was like my exact hair color. Yeah. And I, so everyone thought I did this complicated, like, fancy updo every <laughs> night, but it was really just a wig. So shout out to the whoever picked that wig. So mm-hmm. I was like, I do not want to have to spend two hours curling my hair. 
Yeah. When I could just wear a really nice wig. I remember you sent me, when you had your dress rehearsal and you finally got to see your costume and, and the wig in place, you sent me like text pictures of like you and your costume and you were excited about it. Um, and my first thought was that you look exactly like you could be like Mrs. Darling in, a, in like Peter Pan. <laughs> I was just like, oh my I had, God. Like, my dress was like white blue was yeah. like the color that was assigned to and me. your hair was like nice and like half curled but hanging down like yeah. Wendy's hair kind of does. And yeah. I was just like, it's like an, an older Wendy or like. Yeah, it was just very, like, that era of, like, yeah. Alice in Wonderland slash Peter Pan, like, type of time period. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, with it, the long gloves. It was it was awesome. Yeah, I had the long gloves. Yeah. I was really bummed. Like, I mean, I was far away during school, and I couldn't come see it. Yeah, our, um, the first show of the semester was always in October. Yeah. I was like, is... that's annoying. <laughs> that's, like, halfway through the semester. I know. But, yeah, that was the big undergrad moment for me. Because <laughs> I, I got my AA... While I was still in undergrad. So that's a weird time. But that's yeah. why I was in all these shows. was because you have to have a certain number of shows you've been in to graduate. For your theater. AA, for your theater. theater, yeah. So I was still technically an undergrad in that. And then the other one of note, I think, is Julius Caesar. Which was my f- second Shakespeare play. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is Taming of the Shrew. Which, as I mentioned in the introduction one, is where I met my husband. That was the only cool thing that happened from that show but Julius Caesar I had never read before I was in it or before I was thinking about auditioning for it and that's honestly now it's like so many of the Shakespeare's I've read is just because I've been in it yeah (laughs) um because I think a lot of people used to read it in high school but then we never had to read that one no and anyway so I read it and I was like this is okay but then I found out that it was a completely all-female cast which I was like that's cool I've never been in something with that before yeah and it was set in a men's prison, which was fascinating. Yeah. And so we had, our set was, like, so cool. We had, like, all this weird, like, barbed wire fencing and these, like, bleachers. We had, like, um, and then the orchestra pit was divided into, like, two cells. And so they, we had, like, creepy toilets with, like, graffiti <laughs> all over them. And it was, like, it was such a fun set. And we had, like, two really tall, like, watchtowers mm-hmm. for the guards to be in. And so it basically took place in, like, the prison yard. And we had, um, can't remember his name, <laughs> the one that's opposing Caesar. Um, and so they were kind of like the two like rival gangs mm-hmm. in the prison. And so I was with the people opposing Caesar. And so we had like a certain color, like bandana that we wore somewhere. And that was the first time I got to use a sage cigarette, which <laughs> is so fun. Um, because you kind of have to make it look like you're inhaling as you exhale to like puff out the weird fake smoky powder that comes Mm -hmm. out of the other side that was super fun and it was just really cool to like not have to play because like all the characters I've played have had like fancy dresses Mm -hmm. and like whatever and I got to like sag my pants and like man spread (laughs) and like it was just it was really cool and it was such a cool experience to because we had a pretty big cast like have an all-female cast like that um and I got to kill Caesar that's literally all I wanted to do I was like I want to be someone who who helps kill Caesar and <laughs> we should all just stab Caesar. <laughs> yes. And so I was in the vicinity when Caesar got killed, but the the best thing was that I got to I think in the script cuz I only had like I maybe had like 10 lines. I played two different characters. But it was like whatever my character's name was, like washes his hands in Caesar's blood and I'm like, <laughs> "Let's go." So I remember it was like you know an epic like blood pack situation Mm. 
and the lady playing Caesar was the one who was like in charge of the whole Shakespeare thing, which was really fun. And she just got, you know, stabbed, spoiler alert, <laughs> and like blood everywhere. And so with those blood packs, it's like so unpredictable. And so I remember one night it was just like covered, like everything sticky, like weird mint, whatever. <laughs> it smells like Play-Doh on your hands. And I got to just kind of just like smear it on my hands and like be like, <laughs> Uh, and that was great. So that, that was definitely probably the highlight of, of my undergrad was that specific experience. (laughs) I I actually got to see that one, luckily. And what I remember, I mean, it was amazing. It was a really good production. But I also remember that your character, it started with a T because then you I had one named Trebonius. Yes. And I think Trebonius was the one that. You put on your knuckles. You put on the knuckles, um, T-bone. And that was yes, your, that was your prison name. And <laughs> I had my theater director from the college was in it with me. And she was also on the, she was one of the main people like in charge of our like rival gang mm-hmm. thing. And so we mashed our last names together into one last name. <laughs> and then I put that into Microsoft Word into Wingdings font. <laughs> and then I got tattoo paper from Amazon and I printed it onto that and I made my own temporary tattoos with our combined last name and wingding font and I put that like on a, as a huge like forearm tattoo <laughs> that like I'd have my sleeve down and then like I'd go up to somebody and like flash it and be like I'm with I'm with them so that was great I had so much fun with all those temporary tattoos mm-hmm. it was just fun it was like like you didn't it was such a different like pre-show experience too of like you don't have to sit there and like do makeup and make your hair look nice yeah It was like, I got to literally wear nothing on my face. I put my hair in like weird braid things. Mm -hmm. And then I got to, I put on all my tattoos before I got there. And it was like, I don't know. It was such a cool, like unique experience um, that I don't know if I'll ever have something like that again. Because all all female shows are getting more popular, but they usually still have female characters in them. Oh, yeah. We had a couple. We had like two. There was two that visited. The the rest were people's wives. wives. Yeah, people's wives that visited. everyone else, a lot of the characters that typically could go either way, like some of the background people, they were all made male characters. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a cool time. I forgot you saw that. (laughs) I did. That was was like in January. Yeah, or it was... was my winter break was pretty long for undergrad, so I ended up getting to see anything that was in the winter. I could yes. go see a theater play uh, that Emma was in. But you um, did a freaking... You wrote a thing. I did. Um, so, uh, theater... I wasn't in any productions during undergrad. Um, I think I might have auditioned when I was a freshman, but I was also... Like, I just didn't get in. And then I did work in the costume shop for a semester, and I made capes for the rover which was the thing going on. And I got to, like, organize, like, pull costumes for the next show, which I think was The Tempest. And so that was, again, I just like... everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but I just really like the prop room and the costume mm-hmm. stuff, so I was just like, like, perfect I for you. all about it. It was a lot of fun. Um, and I got to learn new sewing stuff that, like, I was... I, I knew some sewing stuff, but I learned a lot more. And then I think maybe probably forgot some of it. But it was a lot of fun. Um, so I did that. And then um, when I was a senior in undergrad, I finally got to take a playwriting class. I was really excited. Because I had, like, my primary genre, which was fiction. And then I got to take classes up to, like, level two or three in a secondary genre. And I picked playwriting. And so I was in a playwriting class. And we got – they do an annual um, – UCR does an annual, like – Playworks Festival where 10-minute plays written by students get directed 
and then performed as a reading. So it's not like no costumes or anything, but they stand there with like their script on a um, on like what the things that hold the music music stand. That's what they're called. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no readings are really fun. Yeah, and like and like you got so you have the narrator and you got the people in it, and so like the stage directions. And are there's a lot there. of rehearsals that go into yeah those readings. Um, because there are things you can do. Like you're supposed to kind of try and get creative with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like what can you do? Like, you're trying to cut down on the amount of stage directions that need to be read, too. So it's also, like, you also have to kind of trim the script and write it in a different way so it doesn't get bogged down. Yeah, so you can figure out, like, what blocking can you do for it to be more, like, a performance still, not just, like, someone reading like you would in a classroom. Right, yeah. Um, And I wrote a 10-minute play that uh, got to be in it. Oh, yeah. super excited. It was called Pretend, um, and it was about a third grader who is having a tea party with her imaginary friend and she has to tell him that she can't see him anymore because she's going to be a third grader and she needs to grow up. So, yeah. It's a little... It was mostly funny, but also a little sad. And the the actor and the actors who were in it, like, did a phenomenal job. Like, she, like, could cry on cue. So she, like, had her eyes welling up and then he was, like, this, like, big, lovable, like... Uh, he was so good with, like, being really funny and then being very, like, sen- sentimental and, like, putting all his heart and soul into this, like, character. So nice. you really, like, wanted to love him. I loved him so much. I was like, you guys are doing totally just enhancing everything I wrote and just making it so much better. And it was wonderful. But the kind of the weird thing that happened was I helped direct another 10-minute play. And then I was also a reader for another 10-minute play. So I was actually on, because all the readers sat on stage it was a black box Mm. all the readers sat on stage and then when it was your turn to be do your scene the people who were reading would go up front and stand so we were all sitting back there and so i was facing the audience oh yeah and i happened to be facing the audience on stage when i was when my play was the one that was also being read that night so i got to look out and like literally see every how everyone was reacting which was very daunting but it was also pretty awesome because like i said those actors were amazing and they like people were in tears and I was like oh my nice. god I was so excited because people had cried because Magic of something of yeah they cried because something I wrote mm-hmm. and um and they were laughing because of stuff I wrote and then these actors were amazing and yeah it was it was quite an experience and I I liked it a lot I mean it was great it was also nice because I I'd been tech crew I'd been stage manager I'd been mm-hmm. an actor I'd been a, like a singer and this was like being the writer which is what I was going to school for right and I was like so this is this is a role that I'd you know, would need to know how to do. Need to I'm know jealous what it feels of like. the fact that that person could cry on cue. I know. I've always <laughs> wanted to be able to do that, mm-hmm. and I ne- like I can never. Mm-hmm. It it only works for me if I I need to like really get into it, mm-hmm. which only works if the scene's like fairly long. It's yeah. not like an instantaneous thing. Yeah. Like a couple times during the rivals, like I'd get so upset that I would start crying, which was good because otherwise I did have like fake tears backstage <laughs> for when I came back on. But it doesn't always happen. Like you, I, I don't rely on myself to be able to do that. Yeah. And then if you start thinking about it, then it really doesn't happen. And so those people that are just like, I'm going to cry now. I'm like, oh my God. I think, honestly, I think that's partly why I didn't end up pursuing acting as like a as a career or like as a degree because like like if you're gonna be a good actor and make it you have to like completely forget yourself and become that person and I think there's always a part of me that was too aware aware of like I'm on a stage or now is when I say this or you know now is when I feel this and it's like you should just be feeling it instead of Mm. 
reminding yeah, yourself I, to feel it. I yeah. agree. I think for me, the times that it hasn't, I think the more shows I've been in, the better I've gotten about that. Like the more recent ones, I feel like I've been better about that. But it also depends on like my role. That's Which true. I don't think is a good thing. Like it shouldn't. Yeah. But the more I'm on stage, the less time I have to worry about. Like when you're on stage, but you're a really side character, mm-hmm. you have time to think to think because you're not talking all the time. Right. You have time to, like, become self-aware of, like, yeah. what your hands are doing and, like, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like the larger roles that I've gotten, I've been able to get into it more beca- just because you don't have time to not be in it. That's true. And that's also when I've been able to actually get more emotional at mm-hmm. things because there's longer scenes that I'm in where it's, like, I have time to build up to that. Yeah. But otherwise, I'm like, mm-hmm. it is hard for me, like, when I'm playing really, really secondary people mm-hmm. to, like, I've been off stage for an hour, let me come <laughs> back on, and I'm, like, 100% that character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it is hard, because some of those people, I'm just like, how? Yeah. They could come on stage for one minute, and all they have to do is cry, and then go back off. I'm like, how do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> when, like, I need, I need the, the, all of the things have to be aligned for me to be able to do that, yeah. I think. And I think for also for, for me, quite a lot of the time, costume helps me get into that mindset. Which, it might be another sign, like, you know, you should be able to do it outside of costume, too. But, like, sometimes, you know, like, when you, your character, like, my character snaps into place when, like, I'm wearing, I'm wearing that character's clothes. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, this is how I walk, you know, or this is how I stand. Which brings us to the time period between when I started, like, after we graduated and after, like... Before we did... Our master's programs? Yes. Where we were in a couple of stuff together. Because, like, when we were in um, Streetcar, A Streetcar Named Desire, um, we got to play Ladies of the Night. And I think when we got our costumes was when we I kind of really, like, snapped into that character. Like, oh, I know who this is. Because it was, what was that, the 20s, the 30s? Whatever time period that is? So. Okay. Well, <laughs> but we, or maybe 40s. I, I was going to say 40s. It's probably 40s. But we were pretty... Classy ladies of the night. Yeah, like we had. I had a um, a feather boa and mm-hmm. a big like. You had a big fur coat, and I had like a. It was very piratey. I thought yes. it was like this like velvet black coat with like gold swirls and a belt. And then um, we did have fishnet tights, but mm-hmm. our skirts were like knee length, so it was like we were va- we were fairly classy. And we had the, the kind of hats that had the veil. So once we had that ensemble, I was like, oh. Now I'm walking. I'm walking around in heels, so I was like, okay. So walking with heels, got a feather boa. I'm gonna swish that around a lot, like that. That yeah. just like the character was coming together. I was like, okay, I get this now. And that was fun, uh, being ladies of the night together. That was that was mm-hmm. a good time. Um, we got to we got chased around the stage, kind of like uh, in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Yeah, that's in that like happened. a circle thing. Yeah, it was yeah, a circle route. Um. <laughs> I mean, yeah, costumes are. I feel like the earlier you can get them, the better. Yeah. Especially if, like, the Rivals one, like, the first two nights I had my long-ass dress, I, twice, I would have to kneel and get up, and Mm. I would step on it, and I'd get stuck trying to get (laughs) up, and then I'd make my weird old man, like, (gasps) noise, (laughs) and then just, you know, kill it. Um, So now I'm, like, always nervous about long dresses, but it's, like, they help you troubleshoot things. Yes. And then they also help you get into character a lot, especially if it's, like, a more period thing like that. Yeah. Because, yeah, I remember, like, the difference in Streetcar once we weren't just, like, wearing jeans. Yeah. I was like, okay. Right. <laughs> I'm feeling this now, Mr. Krabs. <laughs> was that... That was the second thing we were in together. I, I think, think so, yeah. The first... The first thing we were in together was Temptation. Yes. 
Which is a Dr. Faustus kind of deal. Yeah, it was about, like, this scientist mm-hmm. who... <laughs> I just know he was rich. Yeah, he was this, a rich scientist This man. rich scientist who... With scientist friend. Like, yeah, sort of, like, sold his soul to the devil kind of yeah. thing. For, like, success and, yeah. and things. For being recognized. Yeah, for yeah. being recognized for his work and mm-hmm. contributions and stuff. He kind of did that without telling anybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there was other scientist people in his scientist lab area... Mm-hmm. And then there was two, there was a president of the company, mm-hmm. and then there was this guy who was, like, the vice president. Yeah, and then, so when we auditioned, I hadn't done anything at this theater yet. So I was, like, I didn't know very many people, and Emma had already done, like, you know, everything we just talked about, like, Julius Caesar and the Rivals and all this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I initially, I wasn't cast, because they had, it was a pretty small cast, and then it was, I think they only needed, like, two or three female people. And then, I think there was three. yeah. And yeah. then, um, and then, but one of the female characters didn't have any lines. She was holding hands with the. She was just always in the presence of like the vice president guy and didn't speak and was just following along behind him all the time. And then I think that person wasn't cast initially. There was no one for that role, so I think I was asked to be in the tech crew, which I said yes because I love tech. And then they were like, actually, there is this role that we do need because she becomes slightly like significant for a scene uh, in the second act. And so then, like, will you be Petrushka? <laughs> that ended up being yeah. It was like, very really Russian. Fun. Yeah, it was. But we didn't have accents, thankfully, because no. I don't think we would have done that well. Uh-huh. Well, because it. Was... What was your character's name? So, oh, it was by Václav Havel. Yes. Yeah, my character's name was Vilma. That's right. And I the had auditioned just interest. because I was like, we're performing in October. Mm-hmm. It's about a devil situation. Mm-hmm. I was like, the timing is perfect, and I was. Like, kind of hoping to get a fairly large part, but I was also really nervous because there's more girls in our program. Yeah. And they're, like, Addie said, there's there were basically three mm-hmm. that they were auditioning for, three female characters. And I was yeah. like, this is not good. <laughs> My chances are not good. Um, and I don't even remember the auditions, to be honest. I have no memory of them. But I ended up getting, like, the main female lead yeah. for the first time ever. Still, the only the only first time, and the only first time, the only time, <laughs> words. And so I was, like, shocked. It, but it was the same director from The Rivals, so mm-hmm. maybe, I think I, sh- I think I showed him things that I could do in The Rivals versus at my audition. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I benefited from, like... Past experience. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I was really excited about that, mm-hmm. and I was the girlfriend of the main guy mm-hmm. who sells a soul to the devil and didn't tell me um and i was an interesting character because well i think like it's called temptation obviously because of the whole devil thing yeah but then the character like you think he starts off being like like the the main character guy starts off being fairly like normal like kind of full of himself but whatever and then my character would always show up late to work with like weird like a bag of oranges (laughs) or like a toaster yeah and that was like a comedy thing of like oh i was running late because i had to bring this toaster like whatever like these weird excuses Mm -hmm. but then it quickly got dark and Mm -hmm. i had two really long scenes of me and i forget what the main character's name is that's really annoying shoot um (laughs) wasn't it it wasn't fast no i don't remember his doctor doctor who's i'll just say the doctor yeah um in our i guess it was our room i don't know if we technically lived together though in that show it was because um, it was back in the day i don't think people would have anyways um <laughs> i had to be in a slip 
which was a whole other thing, trying to find, find a freaking slip. We went to four stores. We went to four stores <laughs> to find a slip. And I was just very, like, a temptress kind of, like, thing. And then, like, it turns out that our relationship was, like, really abusive. And so it was definitely, like, the darkest thing I've done. And also the most out of my comfort zone I've ever been in my entire life with, like, just sexual innuendos mm. and kind of fade to black love scenes, I guess. Um, on stage, which was very, like, I was like, whoa, like, <laughs> what's going on here? And so those were nice and awkward, but thankfully, we only had to block one of the two in front of people. I don't know why he had us do one of them in front of people, but, um, anyway, so that was, like, put me way out of my comfort zone, and I feel like if I had, if I could redo it now, I feel like I would have done so much better, because mm-hmm. I learned so much from that, but I'm like, I kind of wish I had learned it before. Yeah doing it so that was like a huge turning point for me in terms of like being in a show because I've never been in a show that far out of my comfort zone before but that's comes back to our previous episode with stage falling yes and I'd never really had to do like falling or like stuff like that before yeah. and I'm not my like brain does not talk to my feet fast enough. <laughs> your reactions are quite my slow. reactions are very <laughs> slow and so with like stage <laughs> combat like I was supposed to get slapped and I'm also, like, spatially challenged, so I couldn't, like, figure out, like, if he slaps me this way, my body needs to turn <laughs> this way, yeah. but then I also need to fall correctly. Right. And so I would just, like, five minutes a day every single day, even right before I'd leave to go do the show, mm-hmm. I would practice falling, like, in my apartment. <laughs> just, like, spontaneously fall to the ground because I was so scared of not doing it correctly because I don't know why, like, those things don't come easily to me. I can't just do it. But then they're like, don't think about it. Like, just do it. And I'm like, I can't just do it, though. Yeah. Like, I have to think about it. But then if I think about it too much, then it, you can tell that they're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And I don't... It was such a big, like, It's a shock big, dramatic moment, yeah. That he smacks me to the ground. And so I'm like, I cannot make it seem like I know that this is coming. Yeah. Because that will ruin everything. Because um, I'm, like, pushing his buttons to try and get him to tell me what the hell he's been doing. Yeah. And, uh, and you can't have it where he, like, hits you and then you time it wrong so you fall too late. Or, like, yeah. you know, like, it, it And that was the thing, too, was, like, too goofy. my character, at least, I tried to make her very, like, headstrong. And so I didn't want her to seem, like, passive about it. And so I would try to, like, antagonize him a little bit to also make it seem less likely that that would be coming. Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, she's... Like, we're me and the guy were basically the same height. I was mm-hmm. like, it's not like this, like, dominating, like, yeah, it doesn't look, I don't know. It, I feel like it made it less, like, obvious that that was what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so I tried to, like, kind of almost, like, step forward and, like, blah, 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 and then get yeah. smacked. But it was just so scary. And <laughs> there were so many times that I had, like, bruises on, like, weird things because mm-hmm. I was more concerned in the end about making it look good and, like, not super bad than having me fall correctly. Mm-hmm. Because I also, it wasn't like you. I wasn't falling off of anything. Yeah, you were just falling I down. am tall, though, so I have farther <laughs> to fall. Wow. But, um, <laughs> so I didn't really have to worry about that as much. I was just trying to get the timing right. Yeah. It looked amazing. I, rem- I distinctly remember being backstage, again, in the wings. I creep a lot in the wings, apparently. <laughs> um, but, like, being back there and then... I was standing with someone else and we were watching because also some he I think he did the clap or you did the clap when you were falling. That was the other component. Yeah, I was you like, have to I clap have, and I do not have fast reflexes. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I need to fall but also clap when it Yeah. And I can't see when he's doing it right. because I'm not looking at him. Yeah. So I'm like, how do I time this? Yeah. It was so scary. But I remember from the angle we were I was standing with the other 
cast member. The sound of it, the way you landed, and the timing of it, mm-hmm. the cast member next to me was like, wait, did he actually hit her this time? And then I was like, nah, no, he can't have. There's no way. And then, it, like, when you came off, I think he, like, checked with you. He was like, did you get hit? And he was like, no. And so, yeah, it looked fantastic. Nice. Um, the way you guys It was so satisfying, it. like, hearing the audience, like, gasp. <laughs> yeah, every night, audible gasps. Um, because also, like, the floor of that stage is very noisy. Mm-hmm. And so just anything hitting the ground, yeah. it, like, amplifies it so mm-hmm. much. So that was fun but very stressful. And then I got to get choked, too. Oh, yeah, you did. Which was... That was fun. Um, <laughs> because it was less timing. Yeah. But it was also... It went on for, a, I think, longer than comfy for the audience. Oh, yeah. And so that... Like, they were always just, like, dead silent. <laughs> but I think the first time with the slap mm-hmm. was when it... The scene ended, like, r- like right after that. Yes, it did. And so it went to black, and then I got up, and I had to, like, run around backstage in next to nothing. But Lose Yourself by Eminem started playing. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that is the perfect song to go with what just happened. Like, his, um, our director's song choices were on point. They were. Anyway, that's probably the show out of all the ones I've ever done, like, stands out the most of, like, I really felt like I grew so much from that, being in that show. Mm -hmm. And then it's since made me more, like, confident in, like, auditioning for other stuff or whatever because I got pulled so far out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And I also had to confront my inability to stage fall, (laughs) my inability to, like, time, like, slap noises correctly. Like, that was all stuff I always tried to avoid beforehand. Yeah. And I couldn't, couldn't avoid it that time. Yeah. It was all there. But your character was yeah. iconic because <laughs> you had the best hairdo. I did. I, okay, so my character, I, I've been ensemble before, but ensemble is usually a large ensemble. Yeah. And this show, it was literally, I was the ensemble member and I didn't talk. And that was and the only one. she stood out so much that so many people would come up, because like, <laughs> Addie and I would be together like after the show, mm-hmm. come up and like talk about how like they couldn't stop looking at her during like <laughs> which all the other stuff because you created such a character for that I, like random person because she um it was kind of one of the only instances of comic relief well there was like the toaster stuff and the, but, like most of the show was very dramatic and dark yes um so i think that was part of it and so initially my character didn't talk and was supposed to hold hands with the vice president in all of the scenes so while he's monologuing and stuff, I was supposed to just hold onto his hand and just let him like pull me around the stage. So that was supposed to be that was that was the comedy. It was that like I was just standing just there. there yeah. And um, I can't remember if the director told me to or if I decided to, but I decided that Petrushka would blink as little as possible <laughs> and, <laughs> and would have the widest eyes imaginable. So I would yes. just stand there with well, it really dried my eyes out, but I would stand there with my eyes as wide as I could get them. And just like stare around, <laughs> often like <laughs> off into the distance, like not even paying attention to what my I, I guess we were not married, but boyfriend and girlfriend I think or something. So. so whatever my vice president boyfriend was saying, I just like would like start the scene with like looking like at him yeah, like I was listening. start like being aware. Yeah, and then you and just, then just slowly... like slowly drift off and like kind of turn like my head towards the audience a little <laughs> bit and just stare off into the distance. Trying to be subtle about it, because, like, I mean, part of being an ensemble member is that you don't steal the show. You don't mm-hmm. draw too much attention away from what's going on. Mm-hmm. But a large part of the show was that, especially the character of the president and the vice president, would just say a lot without saying anything. Yeah. So it was very repetitive. And so it was almost like the audience would would need something else to, like, look at. And the, the other scientists, when they were being monologued at, would, you know, start to look bored or, like, you know, like, fidget and stuff. Um, and I just did a weird wide-eyed staring thing. And then 
Um, and because, like, the director was kind of just like, you know, find moments to have fun with stuff. And I was yeah. like, okay. Um, and then there was one part where... So, basically, Petrushka is very much a... Um, a she's basically a prop for the vice president. Yeah. And she's kind of a tool as well. Um, I mean, like... <laughs> I mean, a tool for... Uh, she is a tool, as you find out later. But I mean, like, he uses her as a tool. Yes. So, like, he, like, uh, tries to get the president to do what he wants by, like, kind of, like, implying, like, offering me up as, like, a bargaining chip. Mm-hmm. So, for that part of the scene, I just decided it might be fun to just give a big, hearty wink to the president <laughs> and then just go back to that face. But I decided to do it in the moment and not... Uh, it was a rehearsal, luckily, but I decided to do it in the moment without warning the president first. So I give this, I just break my weird wide eye staring thing to just give a big old wink. And then he like, like started to laugh and like, oh, poor guy. I felt so bad. I had to almost burst into laughter to like stop the scene. But he kept going. He plowed through it. And then afterward he was like, oh my God, keep that. That was so funny. And I was like, okay, cool. But like, yeah, these little things that I was doing, um, the director eventually noticed and was like, he like came over um, and I remember he like stood, he like came over and like stood there next to me with like his hand on his chin and like looked down at his shoes, like thinking something. And I was like, is he about to like tell me to rein it in? Cause I've, you know, been doing this wide eyed stare and stuff. And I started winking at people. And I think at one point I even like looked across the stage and like waved at someone or something. Like I mm-hmm. did some weird stuff. And he says that he wants me, he's like, do you know what a beehive is? And that was not what I was <laughs> expecting him to say. And I was like, like the hairdo? And he was like, yes. And I was like, okay. He's like, that's what you need. And I was like, okay. He's like, Petrushka needs a, bee- a beehive. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so we, um, you and uh, another cast member helped me figure out how to do it. Because luckily my hair is very long. So what we did was we got a spool of ribbon and put it on top of my head and like bobby pinned it <laughs> to the top of my head and then took my hair and like wound it around and then put little bobby pins with flowers in it. So it was just this like big beehive. So it gave me like four inches in height. At least. Yeah. So I was like five, six. <laughs> I was like of average height for once but that was a lot of fun and then he also because I was doing all these like little things he gave me a couple more to do Um, so there was one point where the vice president mentioned um, Carl Jung the psychologist and he said when he says his name I want you to spit like on the floor and then go back to what you're doing and I was like got it Um, so I did that and then in the second half Petrushka chases one of the other scientists and bites him but I didn't you never know what she's gonna do. you never know she yeah but she bit some bit him off stage and then mm-hmm. chases him on stage um so I got to have fake blood on my mouth and I ran in and that was it wasn't a line but I got to like do a weird growl thing mm-hmm. and then just stalked off stage after him um and I got to wear a cape for that that was fun because that was a Halloween party or something and so then I yeah it ended I had with like the company's Halloween party yeah so that was that was a lot of fun because like I said I've been on ensemble before but this was like a little bit different because I will I was a a named character I just didn't have lines so I kind of had to learn miming and like walk that balance of like you know don't ham it up but make this shell of a a woman like a character like you want to like you want to have like the whole everyone was so complicated in in that show that I needed nuance that show was really interesting just like script wise Mm -hmm. like all the characters like the main characters were so complex and Mm -hmm. like had so many weird morally gray issues yeah and then a lot of the other characters were like comedic and it's like the, the president and stuff where yeah. they 
they'd have entire monologues where they literally were saying nothing of substance. Yeah, and repeating was, phrases. All yeah, over the place. so it's like the the higher ups at our company were just mindless weirdos, and so there was a lot of like subtle humor in there, mm-hmm. I think, but not enough to like necessarily make people laugh out loud. And the iconic one of my favorite parts was whatever song I never remember what that song's called. It's that um instrumental one that it's like dun 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 Oh dun, yeah yeah and it gets like faster and faster. Yes. And like louder and more clingy. <laughs> yeah. And there's one where I think the main character's housekeeper or landlord is ringing his doorbell and he was like just finishing up like making this whole pentagram like on the floor of his apartment. <laughs> I remember that. And then he has to like hurriedly clean it up and <laughs> She's, like, ringing the doorbell and, like, shouting his name, and he's trying to clean it up, and this music is going, and it was just so epic. And he's, like, running around, like, putting the candles away, and that, we had a really cool prop for that. It was that globe, like a world globe, but it opened up, like, it was, like, from the Prohibition era where you hide your booze in it, mm-hmm. um, and so he hid all of his, like, pentagram candles yes. in there, and that was a, that was a dope And he was, like, trying to, globe, um, globe thing. Like rub the chalk yeah. from the pentagram yeah. drawing like up off the floor, and the yeah. music's just like bop 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 bop. And it's like, oh my god, and that was one of my favorite. I, I think, was so happy I wasn't in it, so yes. that I could. I was always trying to watch it. And I think I remember there was a couple times where like some of the stuff he did like fit in with the music so well. Yeah. I was just like, yes, good yeah, job. like the way he would like put yeah. things away or something. It was, it was like rhythm. timed, yeah, yeah, it was so, really good. D- again, it goes back to the freaking music for that show. Yes, yeah. awesome. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then you were in one without me. I was. That was that was during your wisdom tooth. That was that was my yeah. Um, so they did Treasure Island, which I was a hundred percent there for because piracy, man. <laughs> I was I I had a pirate phase that is potentially still had? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I I still love pirates, but I was so excited they were doing Treasure Island. So I think on the audition slip where they ask you, like, what character do you want to be? I just wrote any pirate at all. Like, any pirate. I just want to be a pirate. Make me a pirate, please. And so I ended up being Abraham Gray, who is in the book as, like, a sharpshooter, who kind of gets the best of both worlds because they start. he starts off as a pirate and then he joins Jim's little group of, like, on the island. So, like, the good guys. He ends up on the good side. And I was like, hell yeah. So, I got to be Abraham Gray. And I was very excited. And we got to find our pirate voice, kind of. We got to decide, like, what where we wanted to be from and, like, what accent we wanted to do. If we wanted to do an accent. But you needed, like, a pirate voice. So, I decided I'd be Scottish. Because that was a little bit easier for me to figure out. But, unfortunately, I only... I wrote the, my lines out phonetically in, like, how I would think a Scottish person would say them. And then, that's the only way I know how to do a Scottish accent is for those lines like I can't do one mm-hmm. out of nowhere so it's very practiced a Scottish accent but I got to climb the mast I remember that that was epic and then I and that's like because yeah we again we like had like moving ship pieces and then they like that ship was epic. they were so cool it was like four three big pieces that made like a, a second story and then um there was the mast and then there was like the bowsprit area so we would have that for the whole ship, and then we'd turn it around and took away the mast to make the um, the inn, and then we used two of them as, like, the little, um, the hut they live on on the island, um, and then we'd turn it around again, and then it would be, like, weird hills on the island and stuff like that. So that was, like, super cool. And I got to sword fight a little bit, and I was in the pair that was, like, up on the second story. So that was fun, because I got to run around and then 
go up there and fight up there. But when I got my wisdom teeth out, I, I did manage to do it when we had like a four day break from rehearsal somehow. I think there was a school holiday so we didn't have to go um, on like two days. And then when I came back, I could eat like more than just mashed potatoes, but the stitches were still in and the stitches were supposed to come out at some point. And they decided to come out while we were practicing our sword fighting. I like was like sword fighting with my partner and I felt them like pop out a little bit. And I was like, mm. And, then, and luckily, uh, we weren't doing a full run through. We, I think we were just practicing the sword fight. So once we broke, I was like, just a sec, guys. I got to go spit out my stitches. And I think I'm bleeding a little bit. And my partner was like, oh my god, what? And I was like, it's fine. It was wisdom teeth. And he's like, what are you doing? But I like, yeah, I went into the bathroom and spit out the little plastic stitches. And then there was a little bit of blood, washed it out. And then I went back to sword fighting. But yeah, I think the mo the saddest part, though, was that I, I, I couldn't really bring mashed potatoes to like rehearsal. And we had long rehearsals. So my options were basically like, I could bring pudding. Um, I could maybe bring some kind of cold soup. That's kind of sad. So I decided I would try and bring like a like chocolate muffins because uh, I love chocolate muffins and I was like if I so I would literally sit there and like take tiny like pinches of muffin and put it in my mouth and then like eat it and then wash it down with water and then um it took me like like literally like the whole rehearsal to get through one muffin it was a weird like I felt like a little bird pecking at this muffin and it was just constantly hungry because I couldn't actually I know that eat. to me was like one of the worst parts of wisdom tooth yeah like recovery was just the big being constantly hungry because eating is such a chore yeah it was yeah it was the worst I can't imagine because <laughs> you got your wisdom teeth out like three years before I did yeah and then when I got them out I can't even imagine doing literally anything for like the first week so the fact that in less than a week you were back at rehearsals having to talk and like sword fight and like do things I like I can't even imagine. <laughs> it was it was okay I mean it, it I yeah the first I mean the first few days of wisdom teeth were were terrible. I think I was just glad to like have something to distract me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it did. I did end up popping stitches. <laughs> That's hardcore. During a fight scene. Um, it was fun though. And yeah, that was, that was a fun time in terms of like, I had never tried an accent before. I mean, aside from like, I think I had done Alice's British accent. And then I think I did the British accent for the lady murderer when I was. Did I have a British accent in Alice? Yeah. Briefly. I we were, no... they were very subtle British accents. Oh, both okay. of us. Like, we didn't try and go... I was gonna say, I have no memory of, like, <laughs> having one. I think it also helped when you're reading a history book, it kind of helps lend itself to, like, you know, William That's the Conqueror, yeah, you yeah. know, and so for those, like, for Alice, it was more of, like, I needed to sound young yeah. and slightly British, and then uh, for the other, well, the old lady murderer, I was just outrageously British, like, it mm -hmm. was, like, is she pretending? Um, it wasn't yeah. being character, yeah. so I was like, yeah, and then um, for the pirate guy... Which, you brought it up with Julius Caesar, like, how free it is to, like, walk around as, like, a dude. Yes. Yeah, I, I remember just, like, sprawling down a staircase with a thing of rum, and I was like, heck yeah. I played dice with a, a lady of the, with a winch. Nice. Um, she was, she was awesome. And then, yeah, like, just sitting like a dude, and then I had all those, like, beads and stuff in my hair. Kind of went a little bit Jack Sparrow-y with it. With the hair, not with my character. That wouldn't have made sense. <laughs> But yeah, that was, yeah, it was just nice because you need to be piratey so you got like dirty dirt on your face and um, you, you sit like you don't care mm -hmm. and, and you walk like you're used to a ship. So it was like a lot cooler and a lot, I felt more mobile as a character. Like I could yeah. run around, I had a sword, I had boots on. Um, whereas like with other like characters I played, it's like, like you said, with the dresses and with like weird high heels or something like you're, it's not as, not as fun, I guess. Yeah, it's not as, I don't know, I feel like with, with heels and dresses, it's always on your mind. Mm -hmm. Like, your inability to 
move in certain <laughs> ways and stuff is like always a factor with mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I was in American Idiot, mm-hmm. the Green Day musical, which I think was the biggest, like the most attended thing that that college had done in a long time. And we actually got acknowledged by Billy Joe. Oh, I think through Twitter or one of the people contacted him or something. And because they would sometimes come and see like people's productions mm. of it, and I think he wrote back and was like, I think it might have, it must have been through mail or email or something, but like wrote back and was like, oh, we can't, um, like we can't make your performance dates, but you know, have fun, blah blah blah. And they sent us um, American Idiot cupcakes. Oh, and I was like, that's legit. That's <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was really annoyed because it was the last. I think it was the last show I had to do to get my mm-hmm. AA and they never do musicals which was why I love them so much <laughs> and I don't like being in musicals because I hate I hate music rehearsals and I also am an alto so nothing <laughs> is for me and so I was not excited at all and I got ensemble and it ended up being pretty fun because it was like an 80 or 90 minute thing with like no intermission mm. so it was like go 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 and it was fun because I got to be like you know, punky, like, with fishnets and a bunch of eyeliner and fake eyelashes and weird, you know, shirts and outfits and stuff. So that was really fun. Sweaty, but fun. (laughs) Um, And it was such, like, a, you know, before the show, it's like you just take a breath and then you never relax for, like, a full 90 minutes. And I think the audience felt the same way. Because they'd be like, wow, I'm, like, exhausted watching you guys. jump around and move and sing for like 90 straight minutes Mm. but that was really fun it ended up being fun um once we got through the music rehearsals because (laughs) i don't like that uh but then the other one of note i did was pride and prejudice yeah which is the most recent one that i've done that was i think two years ago now yeah basically exactly two years ago and I got cast as Jane Bennett, which yeah. is exactly who I wanted because I was like, I don't really fit any of the other ones, like any of the younger like siblings or anything. You could be Eliza, I think. Elizabeth. Oh yeah, that's true. But I was like, everyone was auditioning mm. for Elizabeth and I was like, I always like Jane in the, in the movies and everything. And I was like, I just feel like I have a way higher chance of getting Jane mm. because I'm like, height is always equated with age. And a lot of the people were younger than me. And I was like, it just makes sense for me to be like the oldest mm. sister. And Jane's always blonde and everything. That's and true. all the other <laughs> sisters are always brunette. Mm. Don't know why, but we definitely did the same thing. <laughs> um, so I was like, you know what? I look like Jane. And I feel like I give off Jane vibes from the Kira Knightley Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, you do. So I specifically wrote on there um, because I didn't have to, be, I had already graduated, so I didn't have to be in shows anymore. I think I wrote on my thing. I was like, I would like to be. Jane but if I can't be Jane I'll be Lizzie but that's it because I have work like I was in my master's program by then I was like I don't really have time to be like a yeah. random person which I don't think I've ever done that before because I was always too scared to do that because yeah. I feel like it sounds very pretentious but I was basically like Jane or nothing <laughs> um but I ended up getting Jane and one of my friends ended up getting Elizabeth so it was like perfect because we had so many scenes together (laughs) and that was definitely I think even because Temptation is like a dude's like the main character is a dude oh yeah so even though I was the main female character I still wasn't I was only there like 60% of the time Mm -hmm. so this was definitely like the biggest role I've had because I was on stage basically for every single scene and it was like the most lines I think maybe I don't know Vilma never shut up but (laughs) um 
And so it was really fun. Also scary again, though. I brought back my devil snare mm. uh, accent trigger kind of yeah. thing. But we had a really fun time with it. And I had a pretty dress. And I basically, this time I had to do my hair. Basically in the style that the wig for the rivals was in. <laughs> because I don't know where that wig went. And I was like, <laughs> I really wish I could have it back right now. Because I'm literally trying to do this myself. And I got out of it the first time. But it was really fun. And then I remember I got to stage sneeze for the first time. <laughs> And I got to stage sleep again because my care old Jane like wakes up sick. Yeah. And I had to sneeze like three or four times. And so that was fun. I've never had to do that before, but it's very fun. <laughs> and um, it always had people laughing too because it was like very like overdramatic. And it was good. And one time, weirdly enough, because I didn't really, my character didn't even really have to get super emotional about it. But, um, like, towards the end where she thinks that she's, like, kind of getting betrayed or, like, played. Mm, yeah. I, like, got weirdly, like, emo one night. And, like, like I could feel, like, tears, like, forming in my <laughs> eyes. And I didn't even have any lines in that scene. But I was, like, watching him. Mm. And I was, like, oh, my God, how dare you? <laughs> and I got, like, weirdly emo. So that was, like, another weird, like, an unexpected me getting into character kind of thing. Yeah. But anyway, that was just super fun. And it was, like, iconic. Because I was, like, I never thought that I'd even get a chance to be in, like, a play of Pride and Prejudice, yeah. let alone be, like, one of the main people. And Jane's, like, so nice. She's, like, the nice one who's kind of a doormat and then learns that she shouldn't be a doormat mm-hmm. and she should stand up for herself and everything. But it was fun! Yeah. I got to dance. I got to do, like, the old-timey, like... Oh! The yeah. ball dancing. Yeah. Um, and I also liked it because I got to be, like, sad at some points, and I also got to be funny. Like, mm-hmm. it was, like, a good balance... Because, like, I had so much fun getting, like, mad and angry and sad in The Rivals. But I feel like Temptation, I didn't really have many, like, big emotions to, like, do. So this was nice. Because it was kind of, it wasn't, like, all the way there. But there was, like, a, you know, I had some sad stuff and then I had some funny stuff. So that's always nice. I like that balance. Because I don't, I don't love being in, like, just comedies. Yeah. I really like doing more, like, dramatic things. So... Mm. That was the most recent one I was in, and I haven't found anything epic to be in since then, and now yeah. there's COVID, so yeah. literally nothing's happening ever. Yeah. We're just, we're doing this as an alternative, maybe. <laughs> exactly. A I had to get my creative outlet somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, I think Treasure Island was the last one I was in, and that was three years ago, so taking a long break. But that's all the ones of note. There's been a lot I've been in, but I'm like, I don't have any interesting insights or stories from it. There are anything. fun plays, but you know, they're just not. There's no like mishaps or acting breakthroughs that we that have happened. Mm-hmm. We talked about all those. I did learn from Three Musketeers that mm. I don't love sword fighting though. Because <laughs> after you know hours and hours of sword fighting rehearsals and being like, I forget what, who what my name was, but I was like the rival, like mm. the one that. D'Artagnan has to beat in order to be seen yeah. as a good sword fighter. So I was supposed to be like the best person <laughs> alive. And so I had to be like really good at it. Mm. And I had like two swords. And so I was like double oh sword fighting. And it, I am not good with <laughs> like, it's the same thing of like stage falling and things like that, like timing mm. and then like having to like twirl around and do different blocking things with different hands. Yeah. And like, where do my feet go? <laughs> and it was, I got like knocked in the shins mm. by like swords so many times because I, I couldn't block it fast enough because mm-hmm. I get because then that's so scary too because I'm like they're swinging at me yeah so if I don't remember to block it in time they're gonna hit me and it's gonna be my fault yeah <laughs> so the pressure was real um 
But that's what that taught me. So I think if I'm ever doing a sword thing again, I would like to be more of an ensemble with it. Mm. And I don't want to be the character who's the best at it. <laughs> I don't need that kind of pressure. You in want my life. the you want the um, Rocky montage where you slowly become yes. better. <laughs> yeah, I need to train. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we can do something again in the future. Yes. I plan to. Like I don't know. It's always funny like to do um, like a theater resume. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, or I'll, if I put theater on my resume, because sometimes a job might require it, so I put like theater experience, and then I put, you know, I think it's two thousand five to present. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, there's been some big gaps, but I'm like, I don't think it'll ever. There's never gonna be a, like an end date where I'm like, you know what, I'm done. Like, right, because it's not yeah. like we've decided not to do it yeah. in the last two to three years. It's, it's like just it just we, hasn't worked. Hasn't worked with our schedules. Yeah. There's been nothing we can audition for yeah. or something. So yeah, I don't plan to quit acting or stage managing or tech, whatever. Whatever role I can fill in a <laughs> the theater production. Yes. I'll be I'm more it. picky about just doing <laughs> acting. <laughs> but that's just me. I, tried, I did sound that one time. Yeah. And I did the power I don't like. You're so, it's so obvious if you mess up mm. with sound yeah. that I did not like that responsibility. <laughs> Everyone needed me and I was like, no, <laughs> I can't. But yes, we hope you enjoyed listening to all these weird theater stories. There's a lot of them. But I think they've literally all been covered now. I think which so. Which is all the good ones. Oddly fascinating to have it like down on record. Mm. Yeah, um, it did take two episodes. It though. took two episodes, but yeah. I think it was worth it. Which we hadn't quite prepared for, so this is going to be a fun editing time. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I look forward to that. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for listening. That was our jam this week. 